Hello and welcome back. It's spring break, y'all. Um, honestly, I don't have that many plans going on. Just hanging out with the wife. My son's on a road trip with his grandparents and just kind of doing my thing. Um, going to read, going to catch up on some YouTube channels I subscribe to, some TV shows I want to watch, maybe go try a new restaurant here in the city. But uh, yeah, it's, it's spring break, but the week ended a little hectic, I guess. We, we had a uh, staff meeting towards the end of the week, and um, they, they announced some things. If, if anything, it's just our new obsession. Um, and, and I say that because this is 19 years I've been in education, and it seems like we go through highs and lows and ins and outs of things we're going to obsess over. And I know it. This new one, the ACT, isn't really new. We've been talking about it for a few years now. Our juniors have to take it. Um, as a graduation requirement. Now, mind you, the state law doesn't say they have to get any kind of a score to graduate. They just have to take it along with the science and history test. But I, I remember when we used to do talk about EOIs at the high school or even at the middle school, we talked about the uh, CRT test for the different subjects. Um, but it's been a few years and those have kind of died down. They got rid of the EOIs to replace with something new, the ACT. And then we had the whole, you know, health scare couple of school years, so our ACT requirements were kind of, I don't, I don't know, not, not looked at, but it was announced that we got to return new focus back on the ACT, and I, I can't help but wonder why, because it was kind of said that um, scores pre-pandemic and post-current pandemic were actually the same, and so for some teachers, it's like, wow, considering what we put students through for the last two school years, that's great, but then... <laughs> then comparison is the enemy of contentedness because apparently while our students maintained during the awkward last two years, other school districts have done better and increased. So therefore, we're not good enough and we got to do something. And um, I, it's, uh, I don't know, it's an awkward approach. I've always thought to focus on something, CRTs, EOIs, GPA, ACT. And now that's what we're doing. Like, there's even rumors flying around that they're going to change our um, master schedule, our schedule for the school year, the bell schedule, to include an ACT prep advisory time. I'm not sure how that's going to be done, um, whether it's just, I mean, we already are on a seven-period day of like 48-minute classes, so I don't know if they're just going to take even more time from each class to add an ACT prep advisory time, uh, or if they're going to do some kind of like block scheduling, which I had as a student in high school. And I've dealt with it a little bit as a teacher. And I'm going to be honest, it's it's rough. 80-minute classes, they're not quite long enough to do like two days worth of information. But they're they're too long for one day's amount of content, um, especially when I did it with middle school students. Or maybe some kind of hybrid. I've, I've heard rumors of, of that, of where they're going to have two days a week where they do, I see half my students, so I'll see like, half of my classes on a like a like a Monday and half of my classes on a Tuesday and me personally I didn't like that when we did it when I taught in a previous district at a middle school cuz I personally want to see my students every day that's that is one reason why I didn't like the hybrid schedule last year because absence doesn't make the heart grow fonder absence makes the heart grow distant and not seeing my students every day means I don't I'm not able to 
help him as much as maybe I, I could. And and more than anything, my wife and I were talking about like teenagers, students with our son, with our students, they just need consistency. And and telling them goodbye, I'll see you in two days, is not a way to build consistency. So I don't know where that's going. I just the obsession is just ridiculous to me. And also, without a minimum guide of what we're aiming for um, in terms of what students have to have for the ACT scores, again, there is no um, minimum requirement. And also the reality that not every one of our students are going to go to college. We have a lot that go to our local CV Tech, Canadian Valley Technology Center, uh, to go that way. We have those who go just into the workforce. So like what we're gonna we're gonna try to reach like thirty percent of our students um, that are maybe struggling with some of those skills, but that's going to affect the other, you know, seventy percent. We're gonna we're gonna dial in on that and just totally rearrange the schedule for the rest. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure how all this is gonna play out, but we shall see. And and I hope if the district is looking at these kind of things, that they're talking to the stakeholders, that they're having meetings with parents and teachers and admin um, all together. And it's not just like uh, a district decision or even a high school site decision. And then they just beam it out to everyone because, oh, that's going to be disastrous. The other thing we got during our meeting was basically, I don't know if you've been on social media in a while, but there's a lot of uh, social media call-outs, but not in the good way that there's a lot of school districts maybe have some awkward policies and maybe practices, whether that be a district policy or practice or just individual teachers within their district doing awkward things. Like, for example, maybe uh, using their classroom as like a pulpit to preach their uh, agenda, whether that be a, a secular agenda or a religious agenda. Lately, it seems like it's been more secular topics that maybe their parents aren't comfortable with. And that's been coming out on, on with students across the country posting those things and um, getting their way to like major media accounts. Um, or maybe it's a case of, um, I've seen some teachers, and I guess it's like a TikTok thing. I don't use TikTok. But um, apparently, you know, just kind of bragging that like you don't need to know what's going on in your kids' classrooms. And I absolutely disagree with that. We are here for the students. We are here for them and their parents. And so, no, I have no problem with parents knowing what we talk about each day in class. I pretty much post it each day. Uh, if they log into our Canvas system, they can see what it is we're reading about and talking about each day in class. And I have no problem with that. But now there's a big concern of, you know, we got to check the classroom libraries and um, and and so that the district can, I guess, approve. And maybe this is more for like English teachers, like what books they're offering to students to read. But even for me, I read a lot of uh, history books to supplement my knowledge. And some of the, I don't have room for them at the house because I read a lot. And uh, I've taken them to work. And now it's um, questionable about whether I can keep them there because I have to maybe scan them, sort them into a spreadsheet, and then have the district approve them if whether they can be there or not. I, I, I don't know. We're still early in it, but it just seems like a lot of CYA going on. And, and I guess instead of worrying about doing the wrong thing, like just do the right thing. Be there for the students. Be there for them 
to be a better version of themselves going forward, um, whether they be a historian or a history teacher like uh, like I am, or, or they go into a medical field, or they go into anything. Like, just be there for them. Help them answer their questions and help them be a slightly better version of themselves. If that's the focus, I don't think we have to be running around scared of lawsuits or problems. And luckily, this hasn't been a thing that I've seen here in my district or even here in Oklahoma. A lot of the posts I've seen on social media have been from like New York and Florida and California and uh, Massachusetts, Wisconsin type places. But it's out there and I think it's just freaked out some parents and which is now freaked out school district officials. So I don't know. I personally am not going to live in fear because of this obsession. I'm going whether it be ACT or, you know, content transparency. I'm going to do me what I've been doing for a while. I'm here for my students. I'm here to help them out. And if I keep that in mind, you know, because there's so much out there that you can think about and obsess over. But for me, it's just do the next right thing. That's it. And if I wouldn't want it done for my son, if I wouldn't want want to hear about it as a parent, then that's my first clue that I shouldn't be doing as a teacher. It's that simple. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too simple-minded when it comes to that. Either way, we all got to be obsessed about something. You can be the ACT or getting on the news with some kind of book that might be on some teacher's shelf. But for me, I'm going to be obsessed about my students. That's it them and helping them be better. I hope you're doing the same. As always, have a day.